You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. And I just have to pause real quick for just a quick second. I know where this is an audio podcast, but I just saw you on Zoom dancing for some foreseen reason while I was doing my intro. What's the record? 20 and 1. 20 and 1. But we are here to talk about today about another W for your Auburn Tigers, the number one in the country ranked Auburn Tigers as they win their part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. They defeat the Oklahoma Sooners 86 to 68 in Auburn Arena, improving to 20 and 1 on the year. One loss that UConn game will live in infamy as of right now. Um, but this Auburn team has the highest active win streak in the country right now after mm-hmm. uh, Davidson lost the other night. I mean, it's to, and to discuss it, discuss the this week in Auburn basketball, I have brought in my dad and co-host. Dad, can you stop dancing, please? No. Uh, we're 20 and one, man. We're 20 and one. Yeah. I, and this, one of the only two teams in America that's won 20 games, the other one being Murray State who Auburn Twitter is friends with yeah. uh, Murray state after Tevin Brown did what he did. Yeah. So the, the, the two teams with 20, uh, 20 wins are us and Murray state. Yeah. So it's pretty good, pretty good company. Yeah. And Auburn beating Murray state earlier in the year by, yes. by 13 in Auburn arena, that, that game looks a lot better now. And there's, there's a few of them that are starting to look really good for Auburn. Is that, but, the, is that the best team in Kentucky? <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. Uh, Just well, kidding. after watching what Kentucky did to Kansas, I was like, mm, maybe not. No. But no, I mean that that they are really good though. Um, let, yeah, let's get it. Let's just get right into this Auburn basketball game. I look this Oklahoma team. They come in statistically as one of the better offensive teams in the country, and uh, you know, shooting uh, top thirty in the country in most offensive categories. And, uh, uh, you know, struggling to get wins because that Big 12 conference is is something in basketball this year, even though they did lose the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Second best conference but, in America. Yep. But, uh, it, no, this, this Oklahoma team, it, it never felt like Auburn wasn't in control in this basketball game. Okay. I, w- I would agree with that. It, I was a little worried when they cut it to three. Uh, and then uh, And then Devin Cambridge had five straight points. Uh, and and kind of ended that for them. It's 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 always been Jabari doing the work, but Devin got a got a rebound, an offensive rebound, which is becoming redundant to say that. Yeah, uh, got an offensive rebound uh, and got fouled, made both free throws, <clears throat> and then got an offensive rebound on a Jabari three off a of Walker Kessler steal and put it up and in and got fouled and made the free throw and had five straight points and it's back up to eight and we never it never got close again yeah so I, uh, I would agree yeah no De- Devin Devin has had quite a week of basketball I will, I will say that he especially in the offensive rebound it like that there is just like he is kind of redundant saying that but he that was so big in this game especially when they cut it to three and you said you got a little worried I wasn't because you know I know why because they don't have number 10 and yeah. Jabari Smith, if he hasn't had that game yet where NBA teams are like, okay, yeah, he's the number one pick, then Saturday was that game because Jabari Smith looked like the best player 
out there, it wasn't even close. He had 23 points of six of 14 from shooting, two for five for three, nine for 10 from the free throw line. He had 12 rebounds. He had two steals. He had a plus minus of plus 25 in 32 minutes. <laughs> As that talk about a talk about a game to solidify yourself at number one. And there were a lot of scouts in attendance. Obviously, there's going to be scouts in attendance at all of our games. Uh, to so. This is the game that the uh, Oklahoma was known for their guards defensively, and and they were good. The the, the Goldwire kid from Duke is is a really good defender, yeah. and he wrapped uh, uh, Wendell up pretty good when Wendell was in the game. But yeah. uh, but so what we did is we said, okay, if your guards are so good, then we are going to pound you on the inside. And Jabari with his mid-range game, which is is so uh, retro, there's yeah. not a lot of not a lot of guys that have a mid-range game anymore. He has one. Those little 15, 16 fallaway turnarounds, 16 foot fallaway turnaround jumpers. I'm shocked when they don't go in. Yeah, uh, and they weren't against Missouri, but they were there the the against uh, Oklahoma, and then obviously the his his. Uh, his front court mate Walker Kessler was dominant in that game. Yeah. They didn't have anybody. To, they didn't have anybody to guard Walker Kessler. They had a, a guy that looks like he should be wearing flannel shirts out there trying to guard him. Yeah, with the with the headband and the must and the beard and the hair and but he uh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, you know Walker and Jabari uh, combining for forty four points and over twenty rebounds and five blocks and three steals. Walker with the third highest plus minus in the team, Jabari with the second highest. We'll talk about who had the first highest in a little bit, but uh, you know, just just like you said, the only thing about Walker that a little frustrated me, you know, I think he shot four too many threes, and he shot four threes, <laughs> and you know, I, he made two of them, and they were two beautiful threes, and he's going to get the best looks possible. I think that's four too many for him. They, they were daring him to shoot him at his yeah. teammate. He said afterwards that his teammates all encourage him to shoot. They want him to shoot. Coach wants him to shoot. Oh, yeah, but uh, he, I, if I, he can I, develop that, he that changes the whole spacing of the game when he's on the floor. Unbelievably, because yeah. all of a sudden they've got to go out and guard him. They they did not go out and guard him. And and he was, they, he was wide open. And he stroked two of those four i mean mm-hmm. just they were perfect uh they were they were better shots than devin or allen from three both of those guys shot air balls yeah so uh i i give him credit it, he, he they say in practice that he hardly misses from three that's interesting <laughs> and so the coach says you've got the green light it's weird seven one guy out there with the green light but uh and with those scouts in attendance uh, if he can show that to them, yeah, he'll be a first round pick. Uh, that's a big deal. Maybe, yeah. maybe he'll stay so he can develop that a little bit more next yeah. year. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, you talk about guys this this starting lineup, and you know, KD's are KD's going to score double digits. I'm convinced he will score double digits in every single game that we have left. He scored third. He scored thirteen and. He scored 13 in today's game. That is his 13th straight game of having double digits or more, which is just you know absurd for a guy his size. But he's a psycho. He's amazing. So he he shot the ball really well. Um, uh, Zeb Jasper had nine points. 
that's nine more points that I think Auburn expects out of a, out of I, Zeb Jasper. I agree. But it's cool to see him go get his. He had I love it. He had three turnovers, which is very odd. But you see a guy like him have a plus minus plus seventeen, go three for three from the free throw line, get both of those and one calls. He gets the the nine points. He has three rebounds. Look, if Zeb's going to do that, if Wendell and Wendell wants to have one bad game, it, that's fine. Uh, it, it is. Uh, Zep, when he was at Charleston, was a scorer. Um, and and he has taken a different role with this team and just been a defender, which he's maybe the best on-ball defender in the country, or one of them. Um, and he hasn't had to score. And in this game, Wendell, Wendell was locked up. Wendell couldn't get around people. Yeah. Zep's a little quicker with the ball in his hand and was able to get by some guys. And just uh, look, I'm proud of him. He's and he is a great kid. Yeah. Uh, everything you hear about Zep Jasper is what a great, what a great leader, what a great kid. Just really proud that he when he was able to step up. And you're right, nine points from Zep Jasper is gravy in my yeah. mind. He's yeah. not. Uh, I expect two or three points out of him a game, and just not turn the ball over, which he did a little bit, but really shoot free throws well. And defend the heck out of their best point guard. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. what he does. That's what he does. But guys like Wendell going one for eight, Jalen Williams going zero for three. That, that's not going to happen a lot. That is just not as. That's very, very weird to see those kind of guys have those kind of games. But it's going to happen, you know. Especially yeah. with uh, Jalen Williams, you know, a little bit of foul trouble in this game. He had the most fouls on the team. Um, but you have guys step up, like Dylan Carwell had eight points and three rebounds. Can we he talk got... about Dylan Carwell for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> love Dylan. I love Dylan. <laughs> the technical foul was, was a mistake. Yes, it was. He gets he gets a little overexcited. I don't even think he was screaming at the guy, but it was his face was pointed at the guy, so you had to call a technical foul. Yeah. And 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 Dylan went up to the guy and apologized right after they blew the whistle for a technical. So he's a good kid, but the alley-oop that he tried to throw to Devin Cambridge, I think it was to Devin, that went oh in. Gosh. I was like, what you, you know, that's the most Dylan Carwell thing I think I've ever seen. Well, it, it compares to last year, his three-point Oh, his three-pointer? Yeah. But well, yeah, he's, I feel like we're going to have one of those every five or ten games. Just, just a Dylan Carwell moment. We just need to have those. But look, D- Dylan – Offensively, had one of his best games. Go four for five from the field, eight point. I mean, that's he also had three offensive rebounds. But Dylan, Dylan jumps at absolutely everything, and you yeah, can do it. Fake. You can do the smallest pump fake possible. Dylan, Dylan's gonna jump. At, I think he just needs to learn how to stay on his feet. I know he wants to block shots, and hey, you're gonna block a lot of shots. You're six ten. You're yeah. gonna block a lot of shots, not leaving your feet. You're gonna block a lot of shots, but. I think he just needs to, you know, he, he's a sophomore. We didn't play a lot of games last year. You know, we're, I'm not like, you know, we're, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got growing to do, not physically, yeah. but, but in the game, Bruce talks about being the second guy to leave the floor. Yeah. Uh, and Walker's fantastic at that. Doesn't jump very often when he does. I'm like, what are you doing? You're, you don't need to jump. Yeah. And, and I say the same thing when Dylan does it, you're six ten. Most of the time, you don't need to jump. If you'll wall up and go straight up mm. with them, 
it's a hard it's hard to shoot over a guy 6'10, 250. Yeah. He's a big man. And uh and, and look, he's he is an energy provider. Yeah. They call him red, rebound, energy, defend. Uh so uh, and he does those. And but I'll be honest with you, again, eight points from Dylan Cardwell is great. I agree. I expect maybe two, four, maybe. He yeah. had eight points. Now, one of them was on an alley that he threw just threw um, in the basket. You know, <laughs> but we can but we can give that to Devin. We can give that to Dylan. We that's that was just two points. It was it was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. Was that was hilarious. But uh, let's talk let's talk about the guy that we haven't talked about at all. That had a very you know when I was watching the game and I I saw a few possessions and I saw the air ball and I saw the horrific turnover. I was like, dude, Alan Flanagan is just not it. He's just not back to what he was. I don't see it. You go to the stat line, the dude it's had good. the highest plus minus at plus it's 26 good. in only 25 minutes. He also had the most assists on the team with four assists and had three defensive rebounds. Look, Alan, that, the air ball was bad. He had that his one turnover, which was his only one, was really bad. Was- bad oh it was really it was bad. it was out at the timeline and they went down and dunked it it was really it bad it was bad alan had one of the one of the best games it, you don't realize it you don't realize it until you go to the stat sheet and you're like wow okay alan flanagan he that, that was a he was a difference maker in this in this basketball game i don't know if it was on the post game radio show or on a podcast i was listening to after the game and somebody said Flanagan played great. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was, I was like, I thought he played horrible. So I pulled up the stats. I was like, plus 25. Plus 26. 26. That's insanity. Yeah. And he had, what if he ended up with three points? So he, he didn't. Uh, he you know, didn't, one of two from the line, one of one four of from the line, field, one of, oh, yeah. one from three. And then four assists and three rebounds. Ugly. Oh, and bad. I. It felt like he had more turnovers. I think it's because I'm combining Oklahoma and Missouri game, and he turned the ball over a lot against Missouri. Hmm. And and but he obviously he didn't. He only had one in this game. And when he's on the floor, one of the things that it adds to us is we we like to run that high screen and roll with Wendell or Zep. And if that's not working, we push that screen and roll to the wing or the slot hmm. and let Allen run it. And if because he's being guarded by a three man, Allen's quicker than most threes and he's built. So he gets into the lane and can pat, dump it off to Walker. He had a couple, I think a couple of his assists were for Walker Kessler dunks. So Wendell wasn't able to get by his man on the high, high screen and roll. So we shifted that screen and roll to that side or that slot and let Allen run it. And it, uh, it's, it's really benefit if he can get downhill. He's, oh, he's dangerous. He's yeah. good. I I, yeah. I don't know that. It's look. I was listening to JG Tate today, and Jay was talking about Flanagan and how for four or five weeks he was immobile, yeah. and now Bruce is just kind of letting him work through the issues. It's not that he's out of shape, but I don't think he's got the burst that he had last year. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was flying all over the place last year. He's not there yet. I think if Bruce continues to let him develop a little bit and get healthier and f- trust that Achilles, maybe by tournament time, it'll be old Allen. 
if it's yeah. old Allen, we're really a dangerous basketball. Well, yeah, you look at the this is the number one team right now, and he's not he's not there. Been if if we see twenty twenty Allen Flanagan added onto this team. I mean, I don't know what the ceiling is. I mean, this this is yeah. a national championship contending team. Caliber team. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Yeah, this one's this one's behind us. This week is behind us. It's kind of a weird week with the at Missouri and the Oklahoma game, but uh, you get to round it off with a with a much more uh, let's say. Uh, let's say rivalry impacted week with this week with Ooh. Alabama on Tuesday and then at Georgia on Saturday. So let's talk, let's talk about the Alabama game. Look, this Alabama basketball team has got to be the most inconsistent and confusing basketball team ever. I don't think there's another team that I can even think of even not even, I don't ever just think about basketball. I'm thinking like, like football, I'm thinking baseball. I'm thinking pro sports. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a more confusing team than this because you have wins over Gonzaga and Seattle. You have wins over Baylor. You have wins over Houston. You have wins over three Tennessee. of the four Final Four teams last year, right? Yeah. There, by the way, you yeah. have wins They're over Tennessee, wins. and yeah. you, you lost by four against Auburn. You lost, uh, but then you lose to Davidson, and Davidson's pretty good. You lose to Memphis. It was to Georgia and Mississippi Iona. State and Iona. And it's like, what? The, the, what is- their last week was the most confusing, like you said, confusing week of basketball. You lose to a cellar dweller in Georgia. And really, they beat you pretty good. It didn't look like you were trying in that game. And then you come home and, and a Baylor team that I don't think is as good as people say they are or thought they were maybe. And they're missing their leading score, which hurt them. But you just absolutely manhandled that. Yeah, Baylor that, that team. game I mean, was all Alabama. Yeah, beat beat crap out of that Baylor team up and down the floor. I was like, yeah. "Holy cow!" I'm a I, I'm a little anxious about Tuesday night. I'll be honest with you. Uh, if that Alabama team comes in and they're making their outside shots, it could be a it could be a tough game. 
If we can keep them from making outside shots, I think we beat them handily. Yeah. Uh, I was texting with my friends that are all Alabama basketball fans and they, you know, they're completely in agreement that this is either, this will either be like a, an whole world type of game, like where Alabama's making shots and Auburn's making shots and it'll be back and forth or Auburn will win by 87. Yeah. And yeah. It, it depends on which team from Alabama last week shows up on Tuesday in Auburn arena, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama, They've had one win in Auburn Arena the last, what, four years? And it was last year with their all-worldly team and Sharif Cooper's comeback, or Cooper had like 28 and 12. 26 or something, yeah. Yeah, and we they won by one. Um, and you know, you, you you understand there was nobody in the building except the two basketball teams. Yeah. It will be different Tuesday night. Mm. That place will be right. That place will be bumping Tuesday night. I mean, yeah. it'll be crazy. So yeah, I, I I just don't know how to explain them. It, they they look like a team that did not give a rat's butt about basketball against Georgia. They didn't care. I have a friend who's an Alabama fan too. He came in the next day and was like, "That's the worst team I've ever seen. Yeah. They don't care. They don't they don't try. Uh, well, they cared and they tried Saturday." <laughs> Yeah, because they just they just beat Baylor like they were nothing. Yeah, and 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 look, and they've done that before. They beat Gonzaga like they were nothing. They beat, beat Gonzaga like a beat drum. Tennessee like they were nothing, even though Tennessee was out with the, the other league score. Mm-hmm. And they beat Houston in that close game in in Coleman Coliseum. I mean, th- those are all top teams right now. And then yeah. You got wins against LSU. You know, and LSU's kind of falling off right now, but I, there's that's still a big win. And then you got losses like Memphis. Memphis is a dumpster fire right now. Georgia is a dumpster fire right now. Iona, what what even was that loss? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's go back to the Georgia one. uh Hashtag keep Tom Crean. Thank you. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I also want to point out Alabama. Davidson is not a bad loss. Georgia football and Georgia basketball won one game in January. Both yes, were against that. the University of Alabama. I saw that. I'm and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's not, not a lot of Alabama fans are going to like that one right there. No. But, no, I, this is a, this will either be a fantastic basketball game on uh, on Tuesday night in Auburn Arena, or it will be an absolute butt kicking. And I and hope it doesn't depend on what Auburn team shows up, because we know what Auburn team is going to show up. The number one team in the country will. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what Alabama team shows up, and we'll see. Yeah, the uh, uh, they haven't had to play against Walker Kessler. Mm. Kessler played what eight minutes in like Coleman minutes, Coliseum, yeah. and and got really bad foul calls on him. Yeah. If he can stay out of foul trouble and make them have to guard him too, mm. uh, Dylan played great in Coleman Coliseum, probably his best game ever. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't Walker Kessler. No. Uh, Walker is a different dynamic to this team. Uh, and and if we can get Wendell going to where he's getting into the middle of the lane, if Wendell or Zep get in the middle of the lane, we will kill you. Yeah. So you better you better guard pick and roll because we're going to run it. And you yep. better guard the uh, flex cuts because we're yep. going to run them. Yep. Those are two of the simplest plays in basketball that have been run forever, stuff. but we run them well. Yeah. So let me let's let's can we do two things. First, we need to do player of the game from uh, yep. Oklahoma. 
And then uh, I also want to congratulate Alan Green on uh, locking down. You're right. We are, let's talk about that first. Had. Let's talk about that first. We haven't gotten a chance to speak about that. So what, Friday night, um, you know, this whole earlier this week, we saw the the opening with Louisville and then the opening with Maryland still intact and Bruce being mentioned in those two schools. And apparently there was mutual interest between uh, his agent and Louisville when the uh, Cardinals job opened up and that was reported by Kentucky that was reported by Kentucky sportscasters yeah but it helped yeah oh it helped him oh yeah (laughs) um but then uh the board of trustees had a meeting and we have approved a uh, new basketball facility that's that Bruce has been asking for I don't think that they yeah okay um and then Bruce was signed an extension through 2030, an eight-year extension, the sign him up for life that starts at $5.4 million and increases $250,000 a year. I look, that's Alan Green's best move by far. I think it, I, I, I think it is. He went over, look, he went over Friday night to the basketball facility. Uh, he and Major, uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, one of the other guys, Burgess. The, Major Burgess, thank you, went to the facility. Uh, Auburn beat writers were like, oh, hey, there's Alan Green and Major Burgess are in the athletic facility talking to Bruce. And within about three hours, he put out that video of him and Bruce saying the deal is done. Uh, he's going to stay here. I, they called it a lifetime contract. It's an eight-year contract, but Bruce is getting ready to turn when March will turn 62. So that puts him at turning 70 when the when this uh, comes to an end. And uh, at that point, I think he turns it over to his son. Yeah. And and uh, and they go from there. So I, I'm thrilled to death to have Bruce Pearl be our coach for the next eight years. And absolutely, I don't think I think you're underpaying him at what you are now. It's the Saban effect. It's what he does for all parts of the university. Uh, he's a marketing genius. Yeah. And he brings people, he, he makes students want to come to the university and he makes, he, he promotes the university and, and that's worth more than you can probably put a number on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's big to have a guy like that back and, uh, and signed on for life. Just like Alan Green said, that is Alan Green's best move, and we'll see how the Harson hire kind of, you know, because that Harson hire will will make or break Alan Green. But yeah. this is this is Alan Green's best move, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll go ahead and do player of the game, and then we'll get out of here before you know we go too too long. Hot in after dark. Yeah, it is, it is late. It is late right now. But uh, we'll we'll go ahead and do player of the game. I'll go first. I don't think like I think you could go with one or two guys. I think you can go with the front court here. I think I could have just named the front court and kind of just put you in a in a bind. I'm gonna yeah, go Jamari Smith. That dude, I just like I said earlier in the podcast, we were talking about him and his game. He had a staple game when it comes to the NBA because mm-hmm. of he showed everything that he can do and more in this basketball game. 23 points, 12 rebounds, you know, two steals, the the uh, the, what, the second highest plus minus on the team behind the behind Flanagan just by one, you know, nine for 10 from the free throw line, dude, six ten, like what? And I, I think it's Jabari Smith. All right. I, I, again, I, I don't know how I can 
go wrong on either of these two guys. So I'll go with Walker. Walker had 21 points, nine, nine of 11 from the floor, two of four from three-point range. He made his only free throw and had nine rebounds and four block shots, only one personal foul. If he can play that game Tuesday night, Auburn wins going away. Handily. Yeah, Handily. They, they win going away. If he, if he can do that, he played 30 minutes. Our minutes were a little higher on our starters this week, this week. Uh, but he was plus 24, so he was only one behind Jabari in that respect. Uh, but he was uh, – they didn't have anybody that could guard him or Jabari. Yeah. And it was evident. It was evident. They had people who could guard Wendell and and, uh, and Zep and KD, although KD had a fantastic game. Uh, but uh, they didn't have anybody that could guard Jabari or Walker. Yeah. And I don't think Alabama really does either. Yeah, no, I agree. Charles Bidiaco and uh, and and the bigs at Alabama are are Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith, and and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes on Tuesday night, and uh, we'll be back to discuss that uh, on Tuesday. You can uh, you can find you know all the podcasts that we do on the E two C network. You can find on the YouTube channel with the E two C network, or you can find on Twitter at uh, E2C underscore network. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at Gray O21. And you can go, yeah, I know you just made me a face because you thought I was skipping you. You go, go ahead. <laughs> you can't skip me. Uh, by the way, um, to go to the E2C network. Kyle did an interview with Allie Davison about the, about the money that was raised. So kind of a cool interview. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at I-M-C-T-O, I-A-M-C-T-O. Uh, and I'll, I'll look forward to uh, getting blocked by the SEC officials before this year oh is over. It's my goal. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't have to say anything bad against, yeah. for that and get blocked like that. But we'll go ahead and get out of here. And until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.